please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Miranda and her husband, Zach. We pray that you are all staying safe and healthy. This is episode 593, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Call us today for a free quote. Well, I am super excited. Welcome to Miranda and Zach. You guys know Miranda helps us out on the rumors and news shows um, from time to time, but this is Zach's first time on our podcast. So welcome, Zach. Bright suns, everybody. (laughs) These guys just went on an amazing, magical journey to Disney World. So I'm just going to let you guys talk. I'll ask questions along the way, but I want you guys to share all the exciting things that happened. But I do want you to talk about how quickly you plan this trip (laughs) yeah um it was borderline spontaneous we had been talking about it for a while well i mean we've been talking about it since the pandemic started but (laughs) we finally decided just to pull the trigger and do it i mean honestly the process is pretty easy right now because the parks are pretty empty there's good sales and everything it was actually pretty quick to come together And then for us, we usually, we're on couples budget. So we don't always stay on property. I know, shame on us. But this time we were able to do that because of the amazing deals that Disney had. So it was our first time staying on property together. It was his first time in an actual Disney hotel. And we stayed at Art of Animation in that lovely Little Mermaid suite. Which probably the best part of all of that was the fact that the Skyliner is now on that property for Art of Animation and Pop Century, which was an absolute lifesaver, not having to navigate buses the entire week when the weather was a little bit chillier than typical Florida. (laughs) We were bundled in sweatshirts for like the whole week. So probably you didn't see as much as typically when the weather drops like that, the locals and people that come from warmer climates look like they're ready for a snowstorm. Like they live with you because you guys are in Colorado. So that's what they normally look. Did you see any of that? We saw some puppy coats come out in the afternoon. So like, I think the mornings for most of the trip were pretty nice. And then the wind would come out and it got so windy that it kind of just took people out of the park for the most part. I think uh, one Christmas when we went there, it was 52 in the morning. It's been lower, but I mean, it was 52. I remember, I think like 2014 or something. One of the people that came looked like they were Ralphie from, uh, or his brother from Christmas Story, where they have them all, like they had a snowsuit on. I'm like, okay, people, it's not that cold. We had on jackets. I mean, we, I mean, we're used to cold here in Missouri as well, but we thought it was pretty nice but yeah it's pretty funny to watch Floridians and uh, people that aren't from uh, colder climates (laughs) deal with that kind of thing (laughs) yeah I mean you still wore shorts well I'm from Minnesota so (laughs) it it never dropped below 40 so to me that's still shorts weather everyone else had jeans and pants and (laughs) their coats on that's hilarious so the Skyliner talk about that I know uh, we've talked about it on here before, but it's just a cool experience that I like to hear what everybody has to say about that. To me, it was the best form of transportation I've ever dealt with. 
like for me personally, I'm more of a Disneyland fan. And that's partly because you don't have to deal with transportation to the parks. I get really sick and tired of dealing with an hour plus of being on a bus every single day of our trip. And now with the Skyliner, I don't think we ever waited in a line more than 15 minutes. We were in the parks before rope drop every single day. It was, I mean, and the Skyliner's kind of an attraction in in and of itself. You get to see the entire city. You get to, I mean, with COVID right now, it's just your party. You're not even sharing it with any other people. It's, it's a really just enjoyable, relaxing experience without having to wait in long lines or get onto a crowded bus or wait outside in the cold too long. Like Even when the line goes all the way down to like that Joffrey's <clears throat> kiosk area at the main hub for it, it didn't feel like that long of a wait. Uh, yeah, everything went so smoothly. Even with the COVID restrictions only allowing a single party into each gondola, it, it still went incredibly fast no matter how long the line was the entire week. Yeah, so we were there at Christmas time, 2019. When, so it was the first year that it was open and that's what we noticed. I mean, you can imagine the lines at Christmas. It moves so quickly. It's awesome setup, the awesome setup that they have going. I also think it's like a free ride because <laughs> yeah. you, we took, uh, Miranda knows this, I think, but we took my mom on it while we were there. We didn't stay on property this time, but we were eating at a restaurant that was nearby. So we took her on it to let her see. I'm glad Disney did that. So what was the purpose of your uh, trip? Or I mean, other than you just missed Disney World, I know, but did you have something specific that you guys were going there for? It was kind of a half birthday for him and then anniversary for us because our anniversary is next month and we haven't done anything all year because of COVID. So we were like, let's splurge a little. Let's just celebrate. Let's go to Disney and do something fun. That's awesome. And part of it was just, I mean, we've been locked down because of COVID and the more we hear about Disney, the safer it sounded. And being out there, honestly, it was probably the safest I've felt since the pandemic started. It's really incredible how much of a bubble they've created to make sure that people can enjoy their time there and still feel safe. I mean, we came home after the trip. We went to the local craft store and I was like, I'm really missing the temperature checks and the six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. Like we got spoiled. It's really hard. Even before the pandemic, it was hard to come back and it's like, wait, what's going on? No bad che bag checks or whatever. <laughs> and did you like that too? Because the bag check process was way different than it was when you guys were there the last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was hardly any bag checks, honestly. Well, you just go through that one metal detector. You don't mm -hmm. have to open all your bags, open all the zippers. It was so easy. Yeah, it is really nice. So you guys didn't get stopped for anything? Like you didn't have a battery pack or anything? I got stopped once on our first day while we're trying to get to Star Wars, which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> we were trying to get to Star Wars, trying to book it. We had Hollywood Studios planned out. We knew all the attractions that we were going to hit. We knew the time frame. <laughs> I got pulled over because my bag went off. I think my battery pack glitched or whatever. <laughs> and then we get through that. And then my ticket wasn't working. My magic band, like, oh no, something was wrong with that. So I just kept getting stopped. And Zach's like, we got to go. <laughs> We're on a schedule. here. <laughs> we got to hit all the important things. Exactly. So that was your first day, Hollywood Studios? Yeah, because we only invested in a base ticket for three park days. And our first day was Hollywood Studios. But there was a contingency plan in place because we knew that we had to hit up Rise of the Resistance. And he had been researching that for what, like a month? 
months prior? How long were you testing well, that program? <laughs> I mean, I got up in the mornings to make sure I tested it and knew where all the buttons were and knew how fast I could get it done. And then we just planned on Hollywood would be the first day. If we don't get a boarding pass in the morning, then we can move it to day two and go to a different park that day. And that way, it pretty much guaranteed we were going to get on the ride that week since we had the entire length of our stay just to get a boarding pass one morning and keep pushing it back. But first day of the trip, we ended up getting boarding pass number two. And we're, we were on the ride before, I think, official park opening. That is amazing. So all his research, Miranda, was well worth it. It was. It was him getting up at 5 a.m. every morning around here just to like make sure we hit the universal time clock. (laughs) That is awesome. So the second one. So what did you guys think? That was your first time on it or second? That was our first time on that ride. And I was mesmerized and I hadn't watched it on YouTube. I knew nothing about what was going to be happening. So I went in there completely surprised and it was incredible. The technology is amazing. All those little nuances. It's amazing how it's an experience and not just an attraction. And I hope to see Disney do more of that. Like they really immerse yourself in the story and make you feel like you're a part of it and not just on a ride. And like, I consider myself the keeper of the Star Wars canon. I'd love to have any listeners challenge me to anything Star Wars related. Which is why you're going to do another show. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But I felt like I was missing out a part of the Star Wars story. Like it takes place. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't been on it, but it takes place between the events of eight and nine. And it truly is a movie experience that you're living. And it's something you cannot miss for any Star Wars fan, but also just for anyone who loves the Disney parks. It's something I want to see them find ways to incorporate into other parts of the parks because it is unlike any other attraction that they currently have. That's awesome. I'm glad it lived up to what you guys wanted it to be because you are some of the biggest Star Wars fans that I, that we know. I mean, we have a couple here in Missouri, but I don't feel like anybody is as big a fan as you guys are, for sure. You know so much. And when you're not on the show, Miranda, and there's something with Star Wars, we're like, where's Miranda when we need her? Because we <laughs> were like, we think this is how you say this. And I know one day Joey was like totally devastated how we said something why didn't you ask? And I'm like, because you just got into Star Wars. I didn't know if you would know how to say that. (laughs) And he's like, instead, you look like a buffoon. So yeah. (laughs) So besides Rise of the Resistance, then um, what's the other one in Star Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Uh, Smuggler's Run. Mm -hmm. Smuggler's Run was a lot of fun for us because went on the first time and we ended up with this sweet elderly couple who had like never done it before had no idea what was happening. And they're like, oh, are we hitting buttons? And the the older man ended up piloting and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like turning the knobs <laughs> and his wife is behind him as a gunner and she's slamming on all the buttons and she's, woo, she's carrying on. So <laughs> and then the second time we went on it, we ended up just going ourselves and we ended up piloting and co-piloting. So we had the Falcon, just us, and it was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great experience right now for people who have done it before. Because you don't get the full six-person, someone doing a different task experience at the moment. Or at least it's hard to, unless you have a full party of six. But with the COVID restrictions, it's pretty easy just to get your party, whether it's two or four people, inside the Falcon and get to do exactly what you want to do. And get to do a task that you haven't had the chance to do in the past. So I strongly encourage people who have done it before to take the take this opportunity to go try out a new engineering gunner 
piloting position that they haven't had the chance to do in the past. Yeah, I should probably hit Zach up for some tips on that because we are going to try to write it when we're there next week. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We, uh, Like I said, we don't know as much about Star Wars as you guys do. I watched the, the earlier ones when I was a kid, but that was before you guys were even thought of. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know you've caught up on all that. You know all the details. I would strongly recommend asking Miranda for tips on piloting. She is a far superior pilot to me. So. <laughs> He's like turning the button all the way to the right. I'm like, you just got to turn a little bit. <laughs> Look, when Hondo asks you to do something, you don't give him exactly what he wants. <laughs> That's not in the spirit of Star Wars. So did you guys eat in um, Galaxy's Edge at all? Yes, I've gotten a Ronto wrap every time I've visited Galaxy's Edge in my life. That is still, in my opinion, the single greatest menu item in any park, so... What, what exactly is that? I know I've heard many people say that Ronda wraps are amazing, but I don't know that anybody ever described one to it. And I don't know if the listeners even know. It's pita bread with a pork sausage and additional pork in it. And a, just one of the best swaths that you'll find in any part. Almost a fancy hot dog, but it is just fantastic. It's a great mix of flavors and it does feel Star Wars. So. So have you guys tried to recreate that at home? Yeah, we've tried making it at home a couple of Thanksgivings ago. We skipped the turkey. We skipped all that. And we just did <laughs> Ronto wraps for the family. <laughs> did they like it? They did. Yeah, they turned out pretty good. That's awesome. Pair that with some of the Galaxy's Edge drinks. And it's it's a great time. That's awesome. And so what else did you do at Hollywood Studios? We hit up all of the main attractions. We did Midway Mania twice, which I've never done Midway Mania twice in Walt Disney World in my entire life. There's always been... 120 minute wait and I've only ever gotten to do it once so this time we we're like oh we're getting spoiled we get to do this twice I get two rounds well, we walked on both times we I did mean, there was, was no wait zero wait um and then we did slinky we managed to get on slinky slinky was so much fun was it surprising or had you watched a video on that I hadn't watched a video on anything because I didn't want to be Ruined spoiled it. so I've been withholding for a really long time <laughs> denying myself Disney just so that I wouldn't be spoiled by any of this (laughs) yeah it's interesting how much that park has changed just in the last couple years i mean we really focused our day around doing smuggler's run doing rise of the resistance doing slinky and then the new i believe the newest one is mickey and minnie's runway railway can't remember yes i mean that took up a significant portion of our day and obviously we had done none of those prior to this trip outside of Smuggler's Run in Disneyland. It's it's certainly a different park experience right now. Did you hit up any of the old rides, you know, like Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror? We we tried so hard for Tower, but that was the only one that we had missed because the line was so long and I was freezing. And I was like, I don't think I want to stand outside in the cold anymore. <laughs> I'm done. But Rock and Roller Coaster is still one of my favorite rides in that park. It's certainly weird without all of the shows going on. Um, we did we did Muppet Vision 3D, but no Indiana Jones show, no Mermaid show. It's It takes a bit of the overall experience out of the park at the moment, but it does allow you to hit up all the rides within a single day. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do Walt Disney Presents? We did. Yeah, we did one man's dream. We went through the exhibit. I love that place so much. So do they just have the seats like blocked off? Because that's one thing that I haven't seen on any media is going in to watch that show. We missed the show. Oh, okay. I imagine it's something like what they do with Carousel Progress. If you've done that since COVID, they have 
things roped off and they have like every other chair or something. So they have sections. So like there's two seats and then there's four seats and then the back is like, it's just where you're separated. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, it, the park was open till six or seven that day or? It was seven, right? Yes. It was seven and then we went to the Springs for dinner. Though one thing of note is because they're closing earlier and in order to accommodate the crowds during COVID, they are opening the parks pretty early. Whenever cast members are ready to open, they just kind of start letting people in. So we got in at 8.15, 8.20 almost every day, even if rope drop wasn't until 9. So I, I strongly encourage people who want to hit up some rides before there's too many people in the parks to show up early because there was not a wait to get in. And we were we were in Galaxy's Edge and we did Midway Mania about 40 minutes before official park opening, I think. That's awesome. So did they just let you stay on Midway Mania or you had to get off and get back on again? We went off and then... We've actually had the opportunity one time where there was nobody waiting and they're just like, you want to go again? And we were like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's not a lot that they do that, especially with the more intense rides. They can't do that because they have to get you to get off and everything. We were talking about that last week, but yeah. That's where you have to start switching arms. Yeah. Or else my arms would be so sore if I did that ride multiple times in a row. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it, your hand is like this when you get up from pulling that thing over and over and over. So uh, did you do anything exciting at Disney Springs? Like, did you go to a restaurant there? You said you ate there? So we tried a new place. Yeah, we tried to experiment with a lot of more of the quick service options there, but we tried BB Wolf during the week. Um, very good. We always go to Earl a Sandwich. That's just kind of our spot. And then we ended up going to Chicken Guy, Guy Fieri's yes. restaurant, which is a fairly newer addition. And that was that was fantastic. Anyone who has a Raising Cane's nearby them, it's very similar feel to that with 20 plus different sauces on the menu. The sauces are so good. They are. Did you guys try any new exciting ones? did some lime-based one that was incredible. That and the ranchero and was the really ranchero good. Was, it was a little hot, a little spicy, if you're not into spices, but it tasted amazing. Yeah, we love Chicken Guy. That's I think Joey would eat there every day while we were there if we would let him, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the that, same. He likes Raising Cane's a lot, so I think that's probably why. So then your next day, you went to which park? The next day, we took the day off because we saw that it was going to be extremely cold and we wanted to save Magic Kingdom and Epcot for those sunnier days. So we did a Springs day. We went hotel hopping. We visited the Riviera, took the skyline to the Riviera and looked at that mural, that tangled mural that's like 20 feet across. So the Peter Pan mural. And then we had went from the Riviera to Caribbean Beach Resort just to like see the gift shop, see the lobby. I hadn't seen the lobby since the revamp. So that was gorgeous. Yep. Hung out more at the Springs. For us, we can easily spend a full day in there. Went to Gideon's Bakehouse for the yes. first time. Got those amazing cookies. Gideon's was one of the highlights of my week. Um, just opened a few weeks ago. They are the most amazing cookies you will ever have in your life. The pistachio toffee was my favorite. And we bought two. They're half pound each. And I swear, like, they lasted us three days. And I swear on day three, they were softer than the day we bought them. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know what dark magic they used to make these cookies, but they were melt in your mouth good, even on day three. It was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping when we were there, the line was far. I mean, the 
the line was three hours and the virtual queue was three hours. That was just supposed to be their soft opening, but it was Christmas time. And so there was just no, no getting any cookies. So I was excited that you guys were able to do that. And I'm hoping that we have that opportunity as well. It's certainly a lot better now. Like there's still always a line throughout the day, but partly because the day we went was colder. I think we only waited about five minutes in line and there was no virtual queue at the time. So it's certainly easier to get in now. I'm sure on a warmer day, it would still be difficult, but a lot easier than the soft opening. So had all the refurbs to Disney Springs been done when you guys were there the last time? Because it seems like it's grown so much in the last 10 or 12 years as far as the West Side and the original part. Yeah, we still saw some walls up closer by like the M&M store in the NBA area, but it's definitely grown and changed. And I love all the refurbishments that they've made, all the changes. It looks beautiful. I was just going to say when we were there on our last day, because we flew out later at night, that was what we enjoyed about Disney Springs is you can just go there and enjoy the surroundings of all they have going on there. We just ate at, um, I think it was Deluxe Burger, and we sat on their patio and just enjoyed everything they had to offer just from sitting there, the ambiance of it. Mm -hmm. We did the Coca-Cola store. We went up to the roof to like taste some of the drinks one night. And that was a lot of fun for, I mean, for us, Disney Springs is like another park. Yes. You could spend, you know, a full half, you know, maybe a half day now with COVID. So it's not a lot of like the street ambiance going on, but it's like another attraction. No, I agree. We spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Especially during a normal time when they have the void and the NBA experience and a few of these other multi-hour experiences, yeah. which are currently closed because of COVID. But even without that, it, it was still a great time. The other thing we did manage to squeeze in was we went over to Fantasia Gardens. And we like to do every trip is play the mini golf courses. I know Fantasia Fairways is their world-renowned hardest mini golf course that Tiger Woods played at once and has never returned to because he thought it was too difficult. That's hilarious. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Miranda smoked me. I consider myself a borderline <laughs> professional golfer. And she, I think, shot even par on the hardest mini golf course in the world. So that was that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Skills we did not know about Miranda. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was your off day. So then the next day, did you go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot? Magic Kingdom. Okay. Um, I hadn't seen the castle, the bubblegum overlay. <laughs> That's a good, that's a good description. Yes. It was different. So I had seen all the pictures and I was like, this is goofy. It looks like they're just trying to mimic Disneyland. Like you can't copy Disneyland. That's expensive to me. But then we got there and I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. I loved the gold trim. The gold trim especially just, it was beautiful. So it, like, it was like coming home, my old castle, because like we always used to go to Disney World and now Zach and I go to land. So it was like coming home and I'm looking at the castle. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that's what I try to tell Kaylee. She hasn't seen it in person. And she she's just like, da, da, da. And Brad keeps saying the verdict's still out. But when we saw it in person and the sun was hitting it just right, it is beautiful. It's just hard to imagine when you're not at the, actually at the park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did almost everything that we wanted to do in Magic Kingdom. We had done, went over by like the, to see the Neutron construction, which looks amazing. Yes. Wondering how they're going to funnel that and where the entrance is. No idea. That's what we, we were looking at that from the outside. Cause like I said, we didn't go in the park in December. And so we were trying, they were doing a lot of work and we were trying out all those side roads that you never drive on when you're in the bus. 
And so uh, that's exactly what we were wondering. How is this going to work out? Yeah, if you go over by Barnstormer, you can get a really good look at the full construction site. But it's it's quirky. It's quirky. It's kind of separated from Tomorrowland. So I don't know if they're going to really force you to walk quite a distance just to get through the queue or if they're ex or if they're trying to prepare for a multi-hour queue, which I can imagine for the first year or two will be the case. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping they do the virtual queue like they do with Rise of the Resistance because I think ultimately that's better. But that's just I live with a tech guy and that's what he's always thinking about how to make things better. And so, yeah. I would love to see them keep a similar format and do the additional option in the afternoon. The fact that you can get on Rise either at 7 a.m. or at 1 p.m. to me is pretty important for someone like my parents who they're not even going to wake up at 7, much less <laughs> know what they're doing on their phone and be able to get a boarding pass in three seconds. Right. But have it, if they give people two opportunities to get onto Tron, I think, it, I think a virtual queue would probably look pretty well for it. So yeah, I mean, we got everything that we wanted to do in Magic Kingdom. I got on my mermaid ride twice, so I was happy. Um, we managed to get on Mine Train. I don't think we missed anything. You did Carousel of Progress for the first time. I was like, we have to do Carousel of Progress. It's mandatory. And you would think you liked it. Yeah, it was fun. It was enjoyable. Okay. I will say Magic Kingdom has the most things closed because of COVID right now. It was a little surprising to me how many different shops and areas were roped off because of COVID. For the most part, it didn't affect the attractions, but it's certainly an attraction park, a little bit more than it's a shopping park at the moment. And at least in the past for me, I've always thought of Magic Kingdom as there's a lot of attractions, but also a lot of shopping. Don't plan on spending all day on rides. Right now, it's a bit more of a ride park. And the lines are a little quirky. I had mentioned this on the last episode, mm -hmm. but like, so they overlap because of the six feet apart. So the lines look longer than what they are. Yeah, and they just have to do it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, the queues going out into into the main aisle for people, it gives a fuller feeling to the park and makes it feel a little bit busy, even though we're going, I mean, we went beginning of February in the middle of the week, so it wasn't actually that busy, but it's, it's, a, little, it's a little daunting first until you kind of figure out where everything is and where all these queue systems are working. Mm -hmm. And so since you're a Disneyland person, Zach, which Caribbean... Pirates of the Caribbean ride do you like better? I know what you're going to say, but... <laughs> so, funny story. We we checked on Pirates all day long. It was actually closed the entire day for us. Oh, no. Um, that was the one ride we did not get on. I, I believe that's the only time... I, I know it's closed down a few times recently because of some potential boat problems, but for the, I, I don't believe it's ever closed for more than a couple hours, but it was closed the entire day. But I've gone on in the past in both parks and... Yes, I, I do prefer the Disneyland version. They both have their own quirks and gimmicks that are enjoyable, but the Disneyland version is hard to beat for me. They just have all those extra scenes and it's so much longer. And, and Disney, I mean, excuse me, Jungle Cruise. You guys got to go on that, right? Miss Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise is always the longest wait in Magic Kingdom, I feel like. Next to Mine Train, it's like Jungle Cruise and Mine Train. Like I know. Well, when there were Fast Passes, we always got a Fast Pass and people thought we were crazy, but... We really love that ride. Mm -hmm. So we always made sure. Did you get to do Tiki Room? We didn't do Tiki Room. I feel like, what is wrong with us? <laughs> we missed more than I thought. No, it's totally fine. You have to do what you can do. I feel like for us, because we go to land so much, we wanted to see the things that land doesn't have and pay attention to those rides. Like Buzz is so different. So we had to do Buzz. 
Space Mountain is different for us, so we had to do Space Mountain. Um, would have liked to do Pirates, but we didn't do Pirates. Um, I'm assuming you did not do Splash Mountain since it was so cold. We actually we did. did. Do I was like, we are doing Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. We are going to freeze. And Zach's like, I don't want to do it because every time we go on this ride, no matter if it's world or land, we always get put in the front. He's like, I'm not getting put in the front. Well, we got put in the front. I've been on that ride six times now. I've been in the first seat all six times. <laughs> so I had my raincoat. So I put on my sweatshirt, put on my raincoat so that I was doubled up. And then you were like huddled in your sweatshirt. <laughs> so we go on this ride and they always take a picture down the big hill. And our picture down the big hill, we look like turtles, just like we're trapping into <laughs> our clothes so that we wouldn't get wet. <laughs> but overall, it was still a very enjoyable experience. And I mean, we didn't have to wait. because <laughs> No. Know. Yeah, I'm sure the line was really open for you. Just walk right on almost. Same thing with Thunder Mountain. We walked right on Thunder Mountain. We didn't have to wait for that at Now all. that is yeah. amazing. Holy cow. Doing that in the morning is a huge tip because the line gets to be an hour all afternoon. But if you go first thing in the morning, yeah, we walked on zero minute wait. And so did you see Country Bears? Or you have that at Disneyland as well? We don't have that at Disneyland. And every time we walked by, it, I couldn't tell if it was open or not. I, I don't believe it was open. Because they had the bears up on the roof so that you could still see them, which I wasn't aware of. I know it is reopened because we went in October, just because we're like, that's a good place to go when it's hot because it's our rainy. That's where we That's where we first discovered it. Not that we didn't know it was there. It was just one of those things where you're going, you want to hit all the high spots and you think Country Bears is kind of a last thing. But when it's pouring down rain, it's a lovely, lovely little area to hang out. <laughs> I love Country Bears. And so how is Haunted Mansion? We walked on, no wait. Got to do that twice. Isn't that weird though? Because you don't get to do the no windows and no doors. Yeah, I think for World, it's it's easy because you don't actually need that section to get to the attraction. Um, I missed it, but at the same time, it didn't phase me at all because they just kept ushering you through and I was just excited to ride. Right, very true. I have no idea what they're going to do for land, though. If that just yeah. means whenever land does open, that Haunted will remain closed for the first couple months or if they'll be able to figure out another way to keep people safe. Or if they do the dot and help people in that section. program where it's like your family goes to the red dot, your family goes to the green dot. I feel like that would be more manageable. They totally could do that because now that they know that as long as you're both wearing masks and you're not there for more than 15 minutes, which you wouldn't be, mm -hmm. you should be able to do that. The dots would probably work, I would say. I mean, we just, these are things we've learned just from school. So I'm sure that Disney should be able to do it as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's not a lot, and Zach said that about the shops, but there's also a lot of restaurants that are closed there. Did you guys eat at any restaurants at Magic Kingdom? Oh, yeah. I did Sunny Eclipse for my veggie burger. And I just got their typical world famous corn dogs. But overall, I mean, we, we did not find a whole lot of shopping or restaurant opportunities. I think we ended up just eating at the Springs after that day, mm -hmm. just because it's very limited right now in terms of time. With that being said, Sunny Eclipse is so big, you can fit a lot of people in and out of that area. Where is that one at? I don't think I know where that is. It's cute. They have really good burgers. They have a burger bar where you can put on all your toppings. And oh, Cosmic Rays? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I was like, I don't know this place. I call, I call it Sunny Eclipse because I always have to sit by Sunny and watch his shtick, but... Oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay, now I'm with you because I was like, do I not know something? This is... I've lost my mind now. 
and it's possible at this point. So then you guys went to Springs that night, and then the next day, obviously, was Epcot. It was Epcot day, and we hadn't been to Epcot since all the walls went up, and Epcot is my park. Epcot is my baby. I absolutely adore Epcot, so I've been very critical about all the changes that are coming to Epcot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I went in there with a judgy lens, and I was like, I need to do everything. First off, the park doesn't open till 11, which is a little weird because of all the walls up in in Future World, they don't open until World Showcase is ready to be open. However, um, we got in the park at like 10.15, going in the back entrance. Yes. The Skyliner takes you straight from Art of Animation through a few stops, but eventually to that back entrance in Epcot. And that was that was the easiest transportation to Epcot, and we were there 45 minutes. All right, we were in the park 45 minutes before official opening, which was, was really nice just to be able to kind of walk around the lake with no people was a cool experience. There's so many cool pictures of all the countries because no one was there. Right. That is a really cool. Uh, we love that entrance and we tell. I'm surprised it hasn't started backing up more. Joey swears that's why Christmas got busier is because we talked about it on the show, but I don't really think that's true. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've always, uh, I shouldn't say always, but we do the back entrance more than we do the front entrance. We just, we've always enjoyed it. And we enjoy the World Showcase so much. Like you said, it's like your own time in the World Showcase, like they've shut it down for you almost. And it'll come in handy once Ratatouille opens. Yeah, it'll back up then. Then we'll be sorry we ever told anybody you could come in that way. <laughs> and then we'll come into the front and avoid the crowd. <laughs> yeah, you'd miss Ratatouille though. I think yeah. I think the key to Ratatouille is going to be you have to go to that entrance. But Epcot was amazing. They had that Festival of the Arts going on. So we got to see all the chalk drawings and do the mural and go into that little exhibit center. And we got to see this painter. I forgot his name, but he painted a Mickey upside down. And you know how that works. So they do like a square here and a square there. And you're trying to put together like what's happening. And then they flip it at the end. And then they have this cool picture. So we got to see that. We got to try a lot of the food, sample a lot of the... We sampled a lot of food. A lot of the offerings. <laughs> That's okay. That's what Disney's all about. <laughs> food and rides. Yep. So what was your favorite food then? Oh, we got this tomato soup from Pop and it came with a grilled cheese sandwich. I don't know what was so special about it. It's just tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich, but it was magical. It like melted in your mouth. First of all, this thing was huge. This thing was like a cup of soup and a huge sandwich and we split it. And I was like, this is a whole meal onto itself for so cheap. Five dollars. It was, it was an onion grilled cheese, French onion grilled cheese. Oh, wow. I bet that was amazing. And you had the bacon because I pulled it off of my section. <laughs> oh, you don't like bacon either? Nope. <laughs> See, Joey used to eat bacon. I think he wore himself out. Like he would eat a pound of bacon, I think, when he was a small child. And now he doesn't want bacon on anything. And I think he just wore himself out of it. Yeah, grilled cheese with bacon is an amazing thing. And I don't know why. I don't know if you guys have steak and shake, but that's where I first had bacon on my grilled cheese. And I'm like, why have I not been doing this my whole life? <laughs> yeah. I think one of my favorite things about the festival this time around was how cheap some of the food offerings were. I'm so used to going to a festival and it's, you know, $10, $12 for a little appetizer bite and we'll still sample stuff, but it, it adds up and you can go around the world right now and most things are five, six, seven dollars I mean, we we sampled something from almost every kiosk just because it was it was affordable and pretty good portions for a lot of it. The chili relleno was incredible in Mexico and highly recommended, and that was very affordable. I know we did the sushi donut in Japan, which also was a pretty good portion size. So did you have a favorite? 
I know you're recommending that I get the chili rileno. The chili rileno is <laughs> is really good. Anyone who likes a little bit of a kick and uh, yeah, anyone who likes a little bit of spice in the meal, it's it's fantastic. Um, that and the sushi donut is a pretty is a classic for the festival. So you, if anyone has not had the sushi donut before, um, would definitely recommend that one as well. What else did you enjoy from Epcot? The one thing I wasn't expecting is the Voices of Liberty up on the stage mm-hmm. is so different from seeing them in the American Pavilion. Sound wise, or. Just because their playlist is different. So right now they're up on stage singing songs from Disney as opposed to like the American classics that they usually sing. Gotcha. Okay. At at, uh, the American Pavilion. Right. And the costumes are all different. And I was like, this is strange. But it was really cool to see them. And I like that they're using them in a unique way so that they can still have jobs and perform. Yes. Yes. Honestly, it's brilliant. Like that might have been my highlight of the entire day was Disney saying, hey, let's just take our fantastic track list and combine it with Voices of Liberty. It's it's a really perfect match, in, in my opinion. I'm looking forward to that. We, we of course, are music people. I don't know if Zach knows that, but we are a huge music family. So, of course, music always plays a huge part. In fact, I was just getting ready this morning and listening to Disney Park music. I love to just listen to the loop. And I found a couple instrumental ones that I can play in the classroom. Every once in a while, the kids will notice. They'll be like, is this a Disney song? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. What do you think? Just, you know, <laughs> so you can. but I think it adds a little magic to the classroom. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So overall, it was a great trip considering you guys, because I thought you said maybe you were going in March and then all of a sudden you were there and I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, um, did I miss something? Did she tell us and we missed this? And everyone's like, no, I don't remember her saying she was going in February. So yeah. We made an impulsive decision. We were like, we're doing this. <laughs> we just booked it one night. <laughs> That's awesome, though. It's, I'm glad you guys can do that. Um, you're young. You have lots of time to do that before you have a family. I mean, besides your guinea pig and your doggy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your trip with us. I was so excited to talk to you. Just to get a different perspective, you guys are younger, a young married couple, and um, very exciting. I did not know that Zach was from Minnesota. Where are you from then, Miranda? I don't know that originally. New York. Oh my goodness. And you don't have that accent at all. When I talk to certain people, <laughs> it comes out. Oh. Like when I call my New York friends, I get loud and Zach's like, what just happened? <laughs> so how did you guys meet then, college? We met online. Oh, okay, cool. And then have been in Colorado for the last six years or so now. So, wow. so we're still Colorado blood at this point, but our Minnesotan and New Yorker sides will come out on trips. So you're both used to very cold winter, so no wonder that Colorado doesn't bother you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Colorado is beautiful compared to those places. 300 days of sunshine. Even the cold doesn't feel like bitter cold here. Except for today. Except for today. <laughs> Even then. When it's negative 15, it starts to feel a little bitter cold. Even I'll admit that. Even then, without the humidity, it's... If we had humidity in this, we would die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're not going to die. That makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, email us at yourstorytravel.com. For just a $200 refundable deposit, you can hold your reservation. So you might want to contact us today. It's the 50th anniversary year. You can check us out on our website at yourstorytravel.com and on our social media accounts, our Facebook page, 
the Mousecapades podcast or on our TikTok account for Your Story Travel is at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish out the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, you guys, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Till inspire. See you guys. Have a magical day, my friends.